views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. It is time for Streetwise with former chief of the New York City Sheriff's Department, former chief of the Seagate Police Department, retired New York City detective, Time Warner Public Access Media Award, Joe Franklin Super Excellence in Broadcasting Memory Lane Award, New York Veteran Police Association Streetwise Production, host of Streetwise, Mr. Lou Talano. Uh, good evening and uh, welcome back to uh, Streetwise. i got an interesting uh, guest uh, this evening because we have a lot in common. Uh, especially in regard to law enforcement. And uh, uh, he's got to be old. I'll tell you why. Because he says he's been following my career for years, and people have been following my career for years. It, what am I going to say, nursing homes or, <laughs> the, or in the other place, you know? So, But anyway, uh, it's, I just want to give you a little background on it before I introduce you to him. He is a senior advisor for Law Enforcement Employees Benevolent Association, which is called LIBA. He is a highly regarded community advocate, not activist, by the way. He is an advocate. We've got plenty of activists all over the place. But this is a person who's highly regarded by the New York City Police Department. And I have to say this, every minority community in the city of New York. He is the host of a great show called The Advocate's Corner. And you can find it on He'll tell you where to find it, but it's on fire, so I pronounce that right. And citywide uh, public access. Also connected to Blue Lives Matter. It's my pleasure to welcome. I got to say back, because he was on my show many years ago, uh, Clark Penner. Clark Penner, welcome to Streetwise. Chief, what an honor. Thank you for the kind words. Oh, okay. I really do appreciate it. Um, thank you for calling me Chief, because that was my old days uh, oh. at the time. Right? <laughs> yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks. You know, you stay active, and you seem to have a passion. And, and uh, we we got back together because there was a common denominator of uh, young people who are being shot and murdered in the city of New York. And it seems like uh, street gangs sort of surfaced. And one of the terrible uh, tragedies that happened recently uh, is with young Lazajo Guzman Feliz, known as Junior, who was on the NYPD uh, explorer. His mom and dad were, were here a couple of weeks ago, Carmen and uh, Michael O'Hader. But the person that was instrumental in, in getting me back into doing these things again is sitting in front of me, Clark Penner. I, I, I want to thank you for that because, you know, I was always in my day community advocate like you, and you sort of got me back in my old age. i got to thank you for that. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's my pleasure, and it's really great to have you back in, 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 <laughs> in, in the field, if you will. Yes. So, uh, you, know, you know, also, you know, when I, when I say, if you, if you, he's always in the background. That's another thing interesting <laughs> about him. He's not, doesn't blow his own horn. And if you watch television, if you're watching this now online, you know, on the Internet, you'll see he's in uh, most of these different events that occur trying to help people. Recently in Brooklyn with two young people being shot. You know, Clark, how do you do that? You know, how are you? And why do you do it? It seems like you have the tremendous concern for, for not only young people, but people in general that's, that have uh, trage- tragedies, and somehow you have a the heart is, is, is almost as big as you. you know? Ah, thank so, you, sir. You know what it is, uh, Chief? Sometimes when you, when you have folks and, and, you know, in your many years of law enforcement, uh, you speak for those that can't speak for themselves because mm-hmm. they're victims of crimes. Um, and unfortunately, 
we've been placed in this position now. Yeah. And um, when the cameras are off, uh, people just seem to go away. You're right. So yeah. what we want to do different, what I want to do different is it's not about the cameras. It's about the families, about the victims. And let's keep them in the forefront so people can continue to talk about them, so people can continue to advocate for uh, safer streets and, uh, you know, keeping it going. That's what's important. That's what's necessary. Uh, if you want to be a movie star, you can you know, yeah. look for someone else. That's not what I'm looking for. Right, right. Keeping, it, keeping the mission active. That's my that's my thing. Definitely, you know, you do a lot more work than someone, I, and I always beat him up. You know, he doesn't have to stuck tell me not to out Jopton. Oh, because you you know you're out there and you're discreet. You're, yes, you're, sir. You know, and you don't do it like to be a movie star. No, you know, like like him, you do it, and uh, it's about it's about the work. It's not about the person. Right. Well, that's you know, the way it always is. And that's what you know. And, and I have to tell you this: if you talk to the new chief of detectives. Uh, Shay, he'll tell you what a great, he'll tell you, he'll say what a wonderful guy you are, you know, and what what you do, uh, uh, Clark uh, Penner. But again, there was with this family that was, uh, I know actually beyond his law, Carmen and Michael are here that were here, uh, that were in the at the studio, and uh, Clark Penner was instrumental getting these politicians to get off their butt and put a law in to protect. Tragedies that happened with uh, with the the young uh, the young uh, Tom and Michael's uh, young daughter Brianna. So, but you know, why do you, why do you uh, Clark Panda? Why do you? I know uh, you have a big heart, like I said, but why do you spend so much time and money and energy to do all these things? Right. You know, I, I think I, I I do it because it, it matters to the parents. Right, um, and the the uh, the feedback that I get uh, for doing that type of work uh, is is enormous, mm. and uh, that's all I need. You know, the thank you is all I need. At the end of the day, it's about to uh, support them. It's about to um, when it comes to legislation to lobby for it, right? To get it passed, and um, it gives them a sense of closure. Um, you know, their, their, the, the loss of life has mm. not, uh, you know, has not gone in vain. And that's very important to all the families, as you well know, right. uh, that, uh, that are looking for someone to speak for them and speak for those that they have lost. How are you able to do that? Because politicians pay attention to you, you know. It's not easy to even uh, have a, a discussion with a politician. Uh, they acknowledge you. Right, and you got, including the mayor of the city of New York, uh, you were part of getting him to sign this this bill, right? That helped. He did move it. Yeah, to move the in. bill going, you know. So you seem to uh, be acknowledged. That's that's the amazing thing. So well, I got to ask you this: Why do you think they do that? You know, uh, why do you pretty much have, uh, I, I, you know, the are you? You have you got something on everybody? You know, you know, <laughs> you know what it is, Chief. I think uh, just like yourself, we're not the norm. You know, we uh, do things a little bit different, right? But we deliver. We get things done. Um, I, I, I have to saying uh, that it's good to be politically correct. It's better to be just correct. Right. Very good. I, I don't need to be politically correct. Uh, you know, um, I also tell a lot of people that I'm not in the sugarcane business. I will not sugarcoat anything. Right. What I see is the way you'll hear it. Right. It's the way I'll explain it. 
I'm not always correct, and I'll take the hit for that. And you do. But at yeah. the same time, you know, I, 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 I stick to the facts as I see it. Right. Well, I say you walk the walk, you see it. Walk, you talk, talk, you walk, you walk. see it, you say it, as you see it, you see it, as you say it. You if, if it offends you and it's, and it's correct, right. I'm not going to apologize. Right. But you, <laughs> you know, and uh, obviously I know by your background and what you do, you were involved in the New York City Hospital Police for many years trying to help them out, and that's how we met, because I got involved in trying to help those guys also. Correct. Uh, so that's how we met many years ago. But... You're, like, highly regarded, and I don't want to be repetitious, but you're highly regarded, you know. But not everybody, you know, not, I, you know, I'm not going to mention his name again, but you're sincere, and, you know, I'm not sugarcoating you. Right, you know, right, right, right. But you are sincere, and people see you for real, you know. So, but you are from what neighborhood? I, mean, I, know, I, I was, know, I know, I was, but that's one of the other things to hear. I was born and raised in East Harlem. Right. Uh, 118th Street um, between First and Pleasant Avenue, mm. down the block from Rayos, uh, down the block <laughs> from uh, uh, down the block from Patsy's. Uh, Very good. And uh, it was a good upbringing at that time. I was, uh, you know, times were different back then, as you well know. Uh, but I was accepted as uh, as uh, one of the uh, kids on the block. Right. And uh, you know, I, I grew from that, and that's what I preach today. We call that Spanish Harlem. Spanish Harlem, El Barrio. Yeah, El Barrio. El Barrio. Where you were born and raised. That's right. <laughs> uh, Pleasant used to be Paladino Avenue. Paladino Avenue. Yeah, is it well, Paladino? It's was Paladino it? up to, um, yeah, from 114 to 120th Street. Yeah, and that's Paladino Avenue. What's that park? Saint something park up there? Uh, uh, no, that's Jefferson Park. Jefferson. Jefferson Park. Jefferson still Park. Still there. The pool's still, still there. there. The pool's still there. The pool's Look at still that. Because yeah. I'm a Lower East Side guy. Oh, you know? okay. Side. And yes, yeah, so if we got to go. To us, hey, that's uptown. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How do you get up there? That's uptown. Absolutely. Uh, we got a mall down there now. You know, I don't. I no longer live there, but right. You know, it's uh, it's changed. The community has changed, and uh, you know, I learned a lot from being there. Yes. Yeah, so good so, friends. Oh, we also have in common both two Manhattan guys, and you for Upper East Side and Lower East Side. Well, you had more money than me because Upper East Side was a lot of money people. I'm only kidding. Ah, we roomed. <laughs> <laughs> we roomed. You know. Yes. And, you know, people say you know that. Uh, it was a nice song, but that of having a girlfriend in Spanish Harlem. You know, what's the, uh, for the, the drifters? I think Richard Johnson, he's out there. Really, who, who correct me. He knows all those, all those. Uh, Richard, which I, we need you. Yeah, uh, I love in Spanish Harlem. I think that's what it was. Yes, you yes. There was a lot of songs that came out of Spanish Harlem. Yeah, you know, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was the place to be. Uh, right. Well, you learned a lot. You got, you you got an education. He's coming in now. He's walking in. He's a great fan of yours, too. Uh, by love in Spanish Harlem. So, but I, but it was about the Drifters. I bet it was by the Drifters. You know? Uh, yeah, but yeah. But, uh, All right. Drifters? Just, uh, Benny King and Benny the Drifters. Benny King and the Drifters. See, I knew it. Look at yeah. that. With, Where with, is what, he? two old dudes. <laughs> you know that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was not, beautiful song. But not because I had those Spanish chicken in Harlem, you know, but that's another story. That, we'll, <laughs> we'll do that. We'll talk about that off the air. That's right. Again, yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. But again, in our time, we had chicks all over. Oh, so. forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, I know. So so your upbringing, you know, you're, you know, you weren't born, you know, like Silver's born, you know. No, absolutely we both, not. You know, and we, I, we, people say, you know, talk about it. They say, oh, no, I used to get debates. Well, how would you know, you know, and I, about certain things? And I say, I don't know if you know it, believe it or not. I lived in the projects. <laughs> <laughs> and los proyectos, in the projectos. Project. That's right. See, si, and, uh, you know, in mi trabajo, in the factory. 
<laughs> very good. We used to do all that, you know. Wait a second. I, I, I know, I know. So, Spanish uh, is very good. Yes. I didn't know. Un poco, un poquito. Un poquito. Un poquito, see? Hey, well, if you knew your guy, you know, we just, uh, and Richie, I think he's got me speaking Yiddish. Yiddish? You know? Yes. We, we, we have to sit down. I need I need some lessons. So, so. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I'll, I'll have to give them to you because Richie, you know. You really? No, I was about to put it on my credit card. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, all the friends are what you call Guidos. Guidos. Yeah. You know, forget so, about it. I forget about forget it. Forget about it. I know. So we're asking the wrong. We're asking the uh, the, <laughs> the wrong guy. But <clears throat> again, I, I don't know how uh, how you do it because there were two young people in Bushwick and Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Where they were actually, they're walking distance from each other. Last very week. close. Yeah, you can yeah. walk. Uh, and by the way, when I was a cop, I walked the beat in Williamsburg many wow. years ago. And and that included parts of Brooklyn. Was it uh, as Bushwick. tough then as it is now? Because it's kind of rough, as uh, I see it now. There were no gangs there. Hmm. There were drugs, obviously. Okay. Drugs, but there were no gangs. The, uh, you know, uh, yeah, because that was the, uh, I'm aging myself, that was the 70s. In the 70s, hmm. they, were, they were too busy shooting heroin to be hanging out the gang. Doing the hang so that's my question. How are they doing that now? Because, you, you know, uh, not to tell a story, but there were gangs in the 40s and 50s. You obviously know about, it, even though you probably weren't around. Maybe you were. No, no, but, no. I, I was. <laughs> but but when I do when I do lectures, which I do some different places, mm. and they say, well, what happened with those gangs in the 40s and 50s, and maybe into to the 60s? I said they were all the gangs, and you know, there were Spanish gangs, there were African American gangs, there were Italian gangs, and there were a couple of Jewish gangs in Brooklyn, Murders Incorporated. There Correct. were gangs all over the place, and they say. What happened to these gangs? They seemed to like gone. The common denominator was heroin. Mm. And they all, instead of fighting each other, they were fighting who's going to get the next fix and how they're going to get the next fix. Okay. You know? But my question to you is how are we back into the era of gangs now? Because you and you just enlightened me about the gang that was on Belmont, the Bronx, that uh, killed Leon Jr. It was a Dominican gang. It was a Dominican a gang. A Dominican That's gang. That's so what we have now in the city, you, you know, uh, MS-13 is out here in Long Island, but of course they're all over the country. Correct. But uh, talk about that, you know, why are we, uh, why are we bringing back gangs into all these areas? Uh, something, something I've clock. noticed, and, and, and if, if uh, you allow me, I want to give my props to uh, yeah. Tony Herbert and Bishop uh, Maldonado, who, oh, great. who were the ones that called me into the Brooklyn location mm. uh, during, uh, during the uh, sh- shootings of those two young folks. Um, it's shooting and death. Something I've noticed, the age of these uh, uh, gangbangers, um, right. for lack of a better word, is uh, you know they're they're really young they're sixteen seventeen and you know fifteen the kid was fifteen was yeah just you know, it, it it appears like there's um, nothing for them to do um, uh, just uh, not too long ago I, some money came into uh, the Bronx mm. for youth programs mm. you know once again it's reactive instead of being proactive you know after the deaths yeah and, and it's better late than never so I believe you know very good so. Yeah. You know that some of the eight million went over to the Roberto Clemente State Park, where now mm. they're going to keep their park open longer, and you know they're going to bring these kids in to do basketball, whatever it is, just to keep them busy. Um, and I think that's a good thing. There's nothing for these kids to do. Um, is that the only excuse? No, I don't think so. But I think that's one of the m- most important ones. You got to keep keep these kids busy. Right. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. they have all this energy. Got to keep them busy. Why is it? You know, when I was a kid about that age, I was looking for a job. I was looking to right. make money. We all were looking whatever we had to do. We would do to make a few bucks. Right, you right, know? right. But uh, is it, is it the system or is it you know? But one of the things I do talk about it is uh, lack of uh, uh, parenting. There's, parental. There's usually parental. parental is usually. There's usually, in all these cases, I'm willing to bet that at least more than half of them, there's no father figure in the household. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? and, 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 and the gang becomes that that uh, support mechanism, if you will, for them. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that if you have to look outside of the home right. uh, to look for that support mechanism, you know, that's that's uh, trouble in itself. They, they live with mommy or grandma. Absolutely. Mommy and grandma. It's just no, you know, there's no father figure. So and, and and you mentioned it. So they uh, they get together, and that gives them what they lack. Absolutely, they yeah. feel they feel empowered. But but Clark Kent, how is it now? Fifteen year old, how are they? It's not easy. You know, you and I are in the law enforcement business for, for quite a while. How are these young kids are able to take a life, a human life? I mean, just uh, you know, you born and raised in Spanish Island. You won't say I would have never even thought about taking it. a life at that age, right? You're looking to go to a movie, you're looking to walk in the park, you're talking about Jeff Thomas Jeff- Jefferson Park Thomas Jefferson with your girlfriend park. that night, right? <laughs> right. And worry about right. the cops chasing Next to the pool. Out. And the pool. <laughs> uh, right. You know, but the, the kids, they're, they're packing. They're packing. They're carrying guns today. Big guns. Yeah. <laughs> Big guns. And you know what's really wild, and I was talking to a partner of mine about this, is a law-abiding citizen can't find a weapon. That's but right. These kids are, are walking around with these weapons like if it was candy. And that's that's madness. Access is what you know. That's Access, words, you know, I mean, you know, I. That's that that that's a hard one to explain. Wow, you, you know, uh, I had a, a couple of mine of uh, I say mine because I, I don't care. Uh, I criticized uh, the Blasio, the mayor Bill okay. Blasio. I criticized them because of uh, uh, taking away the stop and stop frisk in question that cops did way back in my time. You know, and and. The sad part is because he was saying that uh, stop and frisk seems to target only the minority communities. Okay, that's not mm-hmm. accurate. But who's being killed out there in the street, right? Right. How How is he protecting them? These are young minority kids who can't make it to adulthood. They can't even get out of high school because they're dead. Correct. You know? Correct. So, uh, uh, and you probably saw because both of you, I, I, you know, not as good as you, of course, but I'm on Twitter, every time I see, I see you all over the place, and I see you at well, these areas where these young kids are murdered, and I say, if we had stop and frisk, these guns and the big guns, uh, to quote you, uh, chances are they'd be off the street. They'd be off the street, and these kids would be alive. Look, I, 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 uh, with all due respect to the mayor and his I folks, know. and I know a lot of them. I know, I know part of his administration. I really do believe, and, I, and if he's listening and his folks are listening to this, right. um, I think it's time. I think it's time to revisit. Very good. Stop and frisk. Yeah. Uh, stop frisk and question. And question. Um, I th- I think it's time because it it will save lives. If this is the beginning of the um, the summer, and so many lives have been lost already. All right. Um, you know, we talk about Junior. We talk about the kids uh, in mm. Brooklyn. There was a female. We forgot about the female that was killed in the Bronx. Right. Seventeen year old. Right. A straight bullet. Uh, you know, something has to be done. You know, uh, we we have to give these kids a chance. You know, let's not only keep the parks 
open, recreational facilities open for these kids to have something to do. But let's protect them in other ways. Let us revisit, stop, frisk, and question. Right. I think that um, a lot of people will stand on our side as we move forward uh, and, and, and request that this comes back. You know, I don't know where he got that brainstorm from because I talked to many people uh, from, from the areas that you and I were born and raised in. And unlike the mayor, you know, the only ones that are against stop and frisk, where you mentioned the term gangbangers and they're whoever they're connected with, right. you know. Right. So they, they have, they know the cops are not going to search them. So they're going to carry that. They're going to carry that gun. You know? Absolutely. And the cops are reluctant to search them because they get jammed up if it's a little mix-up. You know. Right. Uh, uh, you, you know, I wear plain clothes, and you know that. And uh, there were some incidents with me where they thought I was the bad guy. Obviously, that was my role. And you know, I was. I have to say, I was pushed around. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and different things. So, and but. And then when they realized that I was the man, as they say, mm. you, you know, it was a, a different story. But I knew we have to, you know, I want to use an analogy, you know, is that everybody seems to be an expert when it comes to police, you know, like the blazer. They tell police what they should do and what they should not do. And you see that all the time, right? Absolutely. They tell them how to do their job, right? But if you have a plumber come in your house, he fixes the pipe, you, he just gives you the bill. You get <laughs> right. the Right. Well, how about mechanics? You got you're at their mercy. Right. You stick your head right. under the hood and tell them what to do, right? right. Nobody does right. that. And the guy's right. gonna, you know, do some construction work in your house. But yet, when it comes to a cop, everybody knows that job. Absolutely. And you see that all the time. I have so many. Experts. I have so many friends that just got on the job in these past uh, academy classes. Right. And I get the call. I get that call. Oh man, Clark! I don't know what I've done. I'm on a Ford. I'm, I'm on a midnight tour up in the Bronx. <laughs> uh, can you make a call for me? You know, oh. I said, "Listen, finish finish your probation. We'll talk yeah, in the future." But that's you right. know, this is what you signed up for. Uh, but I do feel for them because the political climate right now uh, is not really with the police officer yeah. as I see it. And you know what's sad? I think I'm not mistaken. Uh, the probation is two and a half years or two years, two or two and a half years, Clark, right now. It's much longer. It was six months, then nine months, and I think in one year. Now it's so. Right. It's 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 no longer twenty years. It's uh, no. I mean. The, oh, the, the probation. The probation. Yeah. yeah. Probation it's is over two years now. Absolutely. So you have to walk on eggshells for two two and a half years, absolutely. and that's not easy. Absolutely. That is not easy. You know, and it's uh, you know. Sometimes I look at my phone and I say, Oh no, not again. <laughs> you know, he's. There, a lot of them are not very happy, and they're and they're on probation. So know. you know, they just have to, uh, um, you know, do the job until they can either find something better. Like most, of, as you well know, most go to Port Authority and other, uh, other right. outside jobs. They have the it's academy sad. training, and they say, "Look, let me, let me go. Let it's me go sad. somewhere else." Right. But it is what it is, and like I tell them, hang in there. Hang in there. there. You may like it. You, know? you may like it. You got the job. You were always crying uh, about, oh, my applicant investigator, this oh, and that. That's right. Exactly you know? right. Exactly <laughs> well, right. you got the job. Sweat it out. Sweat it out. You're going to be all right. Yeah, and then you're going to sweat out making the academy, too. That's Absolutely. Not, you know? Absolutely. And but before you... I hang up, I always tell them, thank you for your service. Right. Because while I'm in bed sleeping, they're out there patrolling. Right. So let's. I want to jump back to stop for Frisk and... Uh, and, and search. So you you support it when you say revisit, right? How would we do that when you know? I want so how how would you how would you know the mayor would have to be involved, obviously. Absolutely. I I think also the um, 
the community has to uh, community community activists and community advocates. Right. Uh, they have to put it out there. You know, we we, we cannot continue to live in fear. We're mm-hmm. not in Afghanistan. We're not in Iraq. Well, well spoken. Right now, children are dying on right. the streets. That's unacceptable. Right. Something has to be done. Um, you know, we appreciate Governor Cuomo's uh, uh, giving uh, 18 million to the Bronx and 8 right. million went over to uh, uh, went over to the parks. Uh, but there has to be something more. But you know, you said it before. You, you know, uh, it takes a tragedy, right, before people get involved. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I always. When uh, people come on, I say, look, if you want to get something done right now, the governor signed these things, which are great, but it's also election year, you know. Right, right, right. And we'll take it. You know, we'll exactly, exactly <laughs> right. And that's the time to jump on that. That's it. We'll yeah, take you it. We'll got to get it. whatever you can. Do you know the My computer is hot right now. I've been sending emails and everything. Uh, <laughs> it's the time oh, now. Oh, yeah, you're a busy guy. <laughs> you have the pulse of the community because you're out there, you know. Do you get the feeling that... The people that live in, the, in these communities and minority communities, do you? What's their thought? The, obviously, not the gangbangers, right. but the, the people that want to go to work every day, or uh, mother has children, like you said, the, the young girl who got shot by uh, drive-by, whatever it was. Right, you right. Know? So, what's the what's the feeling out there by people that live in that community? As far as cops saying, uh, uh, "Who are you? What's your name? And can I search you?" What's their thought on that? Yeah, I'm starting to feel that. Um when I speak to most of these folks that are uh, uh, suffering these incidents and those that live in the community, I think they're they're numb. Mm. They're just, uh, at this point in time, look, it's not me. It's not my kids. I'll keep them indoors. Keep them indoors. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they're just numb. They, there is no solution. What I've noticed, uh, as you stated before, everything has now been about reaction. They're reactive. Mm. You have to be proactive. You have to try to stop these incidents before they occur. Mm. Um, you know, what is the solution? Who's willing to listen? How much noise do we have to make? How many protests? How many vigils? You know, I know. how many vigils? There's so so many of them. It's, it's, it's you know, never ending. You know, you know and, and people are sick and tired of hearing my thoughts and prayers. That's not solving anything. Yeah, I know. You know, we it's appreciated. You know, they appreciate my thoughts and prayers with you and the family. But it's not solving anything, you know. Let us, let us, you know, let us, let let us come to the table, and let us uh, find a solution. Let us be proactive. Let's stop these kids from killing uh, each other on our streets. Well, well, the analogy that I was using before when I mentioned the plumber, the carpenter, or whatever, you know, is that we have to rely on the judgment of the cops. They know their job, and you know that. They, they know what they're doing. They're not just going to say, "Hey, man, you're African American. Uh, empty your pockets." Doesn't you know, and you, you know, and you know, and I know, we have the most diverse police department I think in the country, city of New Absolutely. York. Absolutely, you know, and an upper management chief. And, uh, definitely, you have an Asian three star chief, a Chinese uh, Chen, I think is Chan. Chan. You have uh, Noda yeah. Hoffman. Yes. Community affairs. Correct. Chief of community affairs. Harrison. You know, you know, it's the most. It's the most, it's the most diverse. diverse police. Yeah. And I think the choices were great. These are really great people. Exactly. And I think they care. Exactly. So, you know, while they're in place, let's let them do their job. (laughs) So we can't can't use that. We can't use that, you know, in what they call the race card, you know. Right. Which, you know, know, and and that's been done over and over. You know, when when it suits certain people, 
you know, I have to tell you that it's it's right. uh, used and uh, so. But again, I I like to get it started, and I, I and I have on Twitter, and I'm getting a following, and trying to, to use your word, revisit the stop and frisk because even in my time, you know, going back, it was it was <coughs> common to get out of the car. Person's body language tells you we got a gun, right? Correct, correct. It tells you as a cop, you know, right? Sometimes they just touch their side, you know, to make sure it's there. They see the man on the street in uniform. They have to, live, you know, this body, right, the body right, language right, tells right, you, you right. know, that they're dirty. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yes. And so, and that's what you do. And then you, and then you, you don't just search them. You talk to them. And, and you engage in conversation. And then you say, yeah, we should say, hey, can you, well, can you stand the toss? You right, right, you know? right, right. Can you stand the toss? I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, you know. And, and, you know, people don't believe it. A lot of times say, you know, officer, I got drugs on me. Officer, I got a, tw- I got a Saturday night special in my back pocket. They will actually tell you, these guys, right, right. when you jump out, because they don't want no problem, you know. And also, they know, the guys that have been around, you know, they know that, and you will in our time, you tell the district attorney that they were very cooperative, you know. The guy, the guy told me he had a gun on him. Right, you know? right, right. And they'll go easy on him. And they would go a lot easier than the person who gives you a tough time or tries to get away or try to even try to reach, reach for his gun. But I think we do we do have to bring that back. And we want to save these 15-year-old kids out there. Just too many of them. Clark Absolutely. Penner, Absolutely. Know? Uh, my, my guess is uh, Clark, Clark Penner, you know, he's, he's an advocate in the community and he's... And, uh, He's very helpful, and uh, you know, besides being law enforcement uh, yourself, now you your shows now the Advocates Corner. Somebody want to, you know, find Absolutely. it? How can they find uh, you on there? Well, you know, a lot of people say it's a pretty good show. I'm pretty surprised. I was shocked. It's a great show. What are you shocked? <laughs> I, I know. I wasn't watching it. Wow. I was just recording. Yeah, but a lot of people are asking for it. So right, right now we're seeing on Manhattan Neighborhood Network uh, uh, every Friday at 8:30. Uh, but we're also seeing on files, so you'll see it throughout other uh, boroughs. Right. This files is, you know, runs throughout other yeah. boroughs. Uh, we were requested by uh, Queens Public Access uh, and by uh, BronxNet. So, oh. you know, we have to create more content. We'll get the programs out. We're having wonderful guests. Uh, hopefully you'll come on. I look okay. forward to that. Okay. Speaking uh, of wonderful guests, I guess, I hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, Thank you. We'll roll out the that. red carpet for you, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> And we're having some really good feedback, and um, you know, let's see, it, you know, let's see uh, yeah. it continue and move forward. We, you know, we'll keep putting the message out, and that's all it is. We want people to, we want to educate folks. Uh, we don't want to be mainstream media. We never want to be mainstream right. media. We just want to continue to have our little humble program uh, and just uh, put information out you're, so people can listen. You're reaching the community. Absolutely. That's all that matters. You are in the community. That's all that matters. You know, you know it's not sitting in an office uptown in the, with a $100,000 table and, and a desk and couch, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Right? You, leather couch. You know, leather couch. That's, there's a story on that, too. Yes. With the yes. housing authority many years ago, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I think thought about that. $200,000 paint couch. Exhibit B. That's very good. <laughs> At that the was time, that was, a, uh, again, speaking about Paula, speaking about... Politics. Uh, Claude Penn, who are some of your guests that you have on? I know, but I want the audience to um, I've had uh, uh, Kenneth uh, Kenneth uh, Winder from the Law Enforcement Place Benevolent Association. We, we just had uh, Stuart Salas. I know he's been on your program. Yes. Attorney, a uh, great labor attorney. And, 
we spoke about the Janice case. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had um, what was that? I've had a lot of law enforcement, law enforcement folks. People, yeah. um, we have a Carlos Carlos Sorry, Carlos Nieves from uh, DCPI. I've been trying to reach out to him to see if I can have a sit down with uh, Chief Nilda Hoffman, mm-hmm. who's the first Hispanic uh, uh, female. Oh. Uh, Chief of Community Affairs, uh, great, great human being, uh, and she means well. Uh, so I think uh, you know to have her on the program will be a, 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 some support. Right, you have to support folks. Right, right. Uh, so she could talk about uh, uh, you know her her outreach efforts. Uh, I w- want to bring on Chief Harrison, uh, and I've had so many guests. You can go on YouTube and just uh, yeah. the Advocates Corner and yeah, my mind is not the way it used to be. I well, don't remember yeah, your everybody. Mind, your mind is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so they can find you on. Uh, how are they find you on the YouTube Advocates yep. Corner? The Advocates Corner. You can Google uh, the Advocates Corner with Clark Benya, and, right. and it all pops up. Uh, right. Twitter. I, I, it's everywhere. I, you know something? I just realized I, I should pronounce his name correctly. Clark Benya. That's so, all right. Pena, you know, Benya, of course. You know, just uh, I got a lot of gringos listening. He didn't mean Pena. it. He didn't mean it. Benya, por favor. Benya, por favor. Saludos. Está bien. Very good. Very good. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, but you, you do great work. And Thank I, you, sir. You know, and, uh, I have a feeling, and I do have a feeling that you may run for office. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, something I've, I've I've always been told from the beginning: you don't have to be elected to be a leader. Uh, anyone could be a leader in their own way, mm. uh, and I'm fine. I think I get more more done without right. being an elected official. Mm. Uh, I have access, and that's very important. Uh, I don't agree with all the folks that I deal with all the time. But when I ask for something, and I usually ask for something which is uh, not for myself, I always ask for something for someone else. You do, yeah. We always, we always, uh, and um, yeah. they deliver, and yeah. that's all I ask. That's all I ask. Um, you know, now we're working uh, with the um, uh, with the great friend David uh, Estrella from in the Bronx, who's uh, with the Junior family. Mm. He's um, we're lobbying uh, the city council and state assembly for some laws to protect uh, young men. Like Junior, right? Uh, and uh, that's all I ask. I ask for a meeting, mm. and we get it done. We get it done. Yeah. Uh, it's not much to ask for. Uh, I don't want, I don't want you to get too deep in, into politics, but uh, most of the most of the uh, politicians that you deal with are pretty much Democrats, correct? Pretty much. Correct. Yeah, yeah, Democrats. Yeah, pretty good right. Democrats. Pretty much run the city, including up up to the mayor. Right, Absol- all the way up to the top, yeah, yeah, up yeah, to, yeah. Up to, yeah, in fact, up to the governor for, for correct for that ma- for that matter. So, but uh, how how do you find dealing with you, you know in some groups? There's there's uh, they argue beside the city council, even if there's one two Republicans, there's always controversy. Right. You know, is uh, but you have an open door. It seems like with all these, I'm using that. I don't know why. Is that, you know, they're mostly dealing with mostly Democrats, and they're cooperative. It seems like with you, absolutely right. If, if not the elected official themselves, I, I have direct access right. whenever I went to staff members Correct. at the high level. So, and that's okay. You know, I know that's the elected right. officials are busy. Right. Um, sure. I find out their schedule. I'll wait for them outside the office. Mm. <laughs> I know they got to go do. home. You do. You do. <laughs> yes. But you know what's interesting is that uh, Clark Penner, again, not uh, not to be a repetition, as most times I am, is that uh, highly regarded. And, you know, and to, to do that, it's not easy. I don't know of anyone that I've spoken to uh, 
about you in law enforcement and some politicians I spoke to lately that it's all positive, Claude Pender. Oh, you know, thank you. Usually, uh, you're not you're not definitely not controversial, and they know you're not you're not looking for something. Right. You know. Right. Right. And right. It's, right. it's quite obvious, you know. But some people ask me, and the reason why I mentioned it, I said, you know, I don't want to mention names. Uh, see if Mr. Senor Pena would like to run for office. We need someone like him. You know? so, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. And I said, if he does, you know, I'll be there all the way. You know, <laughs> Thank you, Chief. Because there are not, which we which we know. It's hard to be, and you're probably better off from the better position than what you're doing now, because it's hard as the politician, it's hard to be sincere, you know? Right. It's hard to be for real. Right. And you lose that when you become a politician. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's even tough to, it's even tough to be a staffer sometimes. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, because whole, you're yeah. you're affiliated. Yeah. Uh, it's sometimes it's best just to be uh Well you are. Uh, seems like what, you, you, what, you get more done. What were you, the Long Ranger? You know, I was Tonto. You were Tonto? Yeah. Your partner was the Long Ranger? Absolutely. It's better to be Tonto in the Long yeah, Ranger. Well, that's, I'll uh, take that. Uh, well, well, I had the headband and the long hair. <laughs> you know? Did you really? So, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, really? That's how we got I got yeah. to see some pictures. I'm a, I'm a big history guy. I, I, oh. I would love to see some pictures. It was, you know, like Richie says, you mind the people. It was by accident in night court. When John and I was trying to hide, I was just saying, our plain thing was John Sippy, my late partner. Which, by the way, I'm going to pay a tribute to him in a little while. Absolutely. It's five years. I can't believe it. It's five years this month that, that he passed away. Flies, so fly, time five flies, right? Five years. I just can't believe it. It's five years. And uh, and uh, we had the family here. And Brian was the engineer. I don't know where this five years went. You know, wow. we had his family here paying tribute to him. So, uh, by accident, you know, we tried to be conspicuous. Uh, not con- not conspicuous, I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, hiding in view, as we used to say. We're standing in the back of the courtroom like... Like two street thugs, <laughs> right? And I got the headband and the ponytail, the earring, right? And uh, the cops are looking at us, and John's got his sunglasses on, and uh, you know, and then uh, it's, it's they you they never you never have a hearing at night court at an arraignment, right? So it's okay. postponed. The legal aid says, "Well, can you point who are these guys? Who was the, the cops? For whatever reason, right. locked you up, and he points back there at me and." And all the cops are looking at each other. And they point Tonto, and he calls me Tonto, and and that's uh, and that's and then the, there happened to be a Daily News reporter there on another story. Really, <laughs> and that was it. And then the night court, John and I became the Lone Ranger. But John fit the part too, six one and a half. Oh, really? He was well, that yeah. tall? Yes, wow. I was always six foot. Wow, trim. And uh, wore sunglasses a lot, you know. <laughs> I always thought, John, what do you wear sunglasses? What are you doing, joints? Smoking joints? What are you not with me? You know, so, but he liked it, even though it was a style. Right, right, you know? right, right. So, was that the norm at the time, uh, Chief? Did, you know, was, uh, was the police officer okay to be well, dressed we, that way? We were playing undercover? Clothes. Oh, we are undercover. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. We, we had car blanche, as they say. I mean, really? We could do whatever we want. We were very fortunate to... Dressing like females, Hasidic, Hasidic Jews. We did all of that. Wow, wow. You know, so uh, it was. We did that whole bit, you know. And since I speak Yiddish a little bit, <laughs> enough to get by, I right. dressed as a, John and I dressed as Hasidics in Williamsburg. Speaking really? of Williamsburg, was the young, young kid we just heard it. We were in the uh, Hasidic part. I don't know if there's still a Jewish Hasidic. Oh, there is. We oh, absolutely. Oh. Yes, yes. So we were. Yeah, that hasn't changed. Uh, yeah, so that's how I got it in night court, just mm. trying to hide. And uh, <laughs> the next day, the story wasn't about whatever that news uh, reporter was doing. 
uh, he destroyed Bobby and John, and we Look got pictures. That. He p- took pictures of us in there. So we had, you know, again. So leave, but, leave it to the Daily News, huh? Yeah, but <laughs> it was good, and that's how uh, we became infamous, as they say. Wow, wow, you know, yeah, I've, I, I, and and they also did the um, that TV show, correct? And that was so did that come afterwards, or? Oh, that came way after. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that was in the, look. You're interviewing me. Yes. I'm you're, sorry. You're the guest. You're the guest. I'm a, I'm yeah, a big fan, Chief. I'm sorry. Uh, thank, thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. You know, uh, are you going to be involved somehow with the community? Because I did talk to some people that, you know, from the community, and I touched on, mm-hmm. like you said, revisit stuff. Is there going to be any, any uh, some a group or something to somebody to have a discussion with the mayor or City Hall, people, yeah, it's, councils, it's, you know. You know, I've, I've, I've discussed it with other um, uh, activists and advocates that have gone to these shooting scenes. Right. And, you know, it, 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 has to, it can't be done. It has to be done together. Right. Uh, we all have to be uh, walking toward the same direction. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm definitely going to be involved uh, mm. because I'm, you know, I'm That's so passionate about it. Glad to hear that. I'm very passionate about it. Something has to be done. And children cannot continue to die. So, on our how streets. do we get the community, minority community, to uh, understand that it's not a racial thing? Because that's always surfaces. How do we? That's the hard part, I think. You know, right? To, to get, because you got to get. If you don't get, uh, a, I'm not going to say permission, but you know, mm. the blessing of the minority community itself, which is hard to do. Because they're going to say, you know, I'm a black man coming home midnight. The cops are just going to stop me and right, search me. Right. That would be one of the things that the cops are going to hear. But one thing that I can tell you uh, from what I can see, and this is just my personal opinion, that the leadership of the police department right now, once again with Chief Hoffman and right. Harrison and Shea and, and um, Secreto, all great people, people of color, right? Um, I think. You know, it's a little bit different now. That's going to be the benefit of it. I think there's the yes. benefit. They can right. talk. They can talk. Yeah. You know, they know, they know where they're they know where they're coming from. Right. Yes, it's it's not a crime to be a New York City police officer. It's not a crime to be in law enforcement. Right. Like I always say, blue do, blue lives do matter. Uh, so, uh, I think yeah. that's the difference now. That's think, the difference. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, folks, uh, because Clark Pennant is also involved in blue lives matter. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you? Uh, yeah. Talk about that. I mean, uh, what's your involvement with the Blue Lives Matter uh, people or group or association? Yeah, it was it was really uh, uh, there was a, a, a Detective Familia passed away. Uh, she was oh, murdered, yes. Yes. and there was some gentleman from New Orleans mm. uh, that traveled for her uh, for her wake and her burial, and um, I was involved in uh, in that uh, from the community sense. I was involved in the uh, in the and the attendance, and and I met these gentlemen, mm. and they, they came up to me and they started talking, and I started talking to them, and I said, "Look, I'm a civilian." They said, it "Doesn't matter. Mm. You care about us," mm. and we hit it off. To this day, we still talk. Um, they had no transportation to the airport. <laughs> I still remember. They had no transportation to the airport, and they, you know, we had we went to an event together uh, for uh, Detective Familia. It was a fundraiser. And I heard when they said, uh, look, we're leaving tomorrow. And I just mm. said, how are you getting there? How are you getting to the airport? They said, oh, there's this train and there's this bus and there's oh, this. I said, wait a minute. So I said, hey, look, we'll get you there. 
and that was it. You got a police escort. Got a, I, I hooked it up for. Them. I knew. It. I knew. That. <laughs> I hooked it How up. How they for know them. that people? And you know they that? um and uh, that was it. I got the application. I paid the fee, and uh, <clears throat> um, I'm dealing with the uh, gentleman from the first precinct, and, and I have trouble pronouncing his name. Impaturi. He's oh, a sergeant, sure and oh. he's uh, uh, in charge of uh, Blue Lives Matter NYC. Oh. Uh, great gentleman. He really cares. Uh, and um, I always tell him anything I can do. He says, Clark, you've done enough. I said, yeah. okay, Sarge, anything I can do. <laughs> Let right. me know. I'm there. Appreciate I'm there. that. i got to yeah. thank you for that. But, you know, your, your passion always seems to be the community and law enforcement. Absolutely. You know? We need each and, other. Yeah, I, I know that. So it's I, not going to work without it. Uh, <laughs> we need to get together. Yeah, and we got to get that. You know something? You know, you know what's, what's sad is that people are running for office. Uh, they use that, you know, they make it seem like there's an enemy out there. Right. You know? And if you vote for them, we're going to get rid of this enemy who, who is blue. They're people in blue. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know? They, they keep us, we don't have chaos because of yeah. law enforcement officers. Mm. And while everyone else runs away from a situation, they are sworn in to, to respond. Right. We have to support that. We have to support that. There's no other answer. But, you, you know, recently, I think it was the young girl you talked about. Was that in the Bronx? That was that was in the Bronx. Tried. That was before Junior. That was before uh, That was two junior, weeks yeah. before Junior. 17 years old. Right. Uh, in the projects, and it uh, was a straight bullet. Right. Um, yeah. Took her out. Now, what's happening? How does it, because I was just, which I know from experience also, it's hard to get witnesses because it's gangs that are doing it. So how, how are they getting, uh, you know, how are they able to cultivate people to come in and testify that they've seen these Things happen. Oh, that's and, uh, we spoke. Uh, we spoke uh, about this off air, where I think uh, uh, Chief Shea right. uh, is something I've never seen is to uh, to witness him so involved right. on social network. Uh, that's interesting. I see all these chiefs out there, all the commanding officers, all on social network today. But right? let me tell you, wow, Shea takes the cake. He is outstanding. He's chief of detectives. So chief of detectives yes. of the New York State Police Department. Right. I, you know, you tweet him, you tweet him a message, he gets right back to you. He was he kept everyone updated as to uh, how many folks are arrested, <clears throat> how many how many people, if anyone knew anything. Even he said it at a press conference. Right. That he couldn't believe the involvement from the community. It's because of you. Right. <laughs> you, you kept the community involved. Yeah. You know, so it was amazing. Amazing. It's, you know, I have to ask you this: if you know, or maybe you do know, is that. It seemed when uh, Bill de Blasio, the mayor, took over, he seemed to run the police department, you know, when he took right, over. Right, right, right. So uh, is, that, is that, I think that's changed a little bit, you know, where, like when Ray Kelly was the police commissioner, uh, Bloomberg, I have to, you know, I'm not crazy about Mayor Bloomberg. One thing he right. did say, you're the expert, Ray Kelly. He always said You that, run yeah. the police department. Yeah. It's not my yeah. thing. But de Blasio did the opposite. Right, and 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 that's a shame because you know you have to support you have to support your law enforcement. You officers. have to rely on. So he's the commissioner. Let him do his job, like the plumber. You don't bother him. Correct. Right. Correct. Correct. So uh, it's just uh, is that change? I I I see a little bit. He's seems like he's given in a little bit toward the toward letting the police sort of be in charge. Let me put it that way. Well, children are dying. <laughs> yeah, you have you no have choice. You have you to step back. No let let law good. enforcement do their work. Right. They know their job. They know their job. They go through an academy, for God's sakes. You know, but let them do their work, and yeah. I think everything will be fine. You right. know, you can't, be, you can't be over everything. Yeah. 
you know, let them do their job. You see, uh, which you know, I was close to Rudy Giuliani. Yes. And one of the things he did, because he served two terms, his first term, if he saw, a commissioner could not do a press conference. He was doing the press conference, whether it was sanitation, uh, <laughs> MTA, right? He right. was the guy. Uh, and, you know, the commissioners are standing behind him. That changed after that because he's, you know, because he wasn't the expert. Right. You know? Right. And, you know, and, and he started, because I watched him, you know, he, he couldn't talk about things, Department of Correction, you know, and then he realized, hey, let me hire experts. Right. Let me bring in experts and let them do it, you know? And not for nothing, he was a Republican, I'm a Democrat. Did a great job. Right. Did a great job. People said, oh, of course I was his law enforcement liaison. They said, I, oh, what I do you want? remember you're that. A, you're, a diehard, you're a diehard Republican. I was never a Republican. <laughs> I was never, I'm still not a Republican. <laughs> I mean, party-wise. Party-wise, correct. Yeah, correct, correct. definitely. So, but, you know, people, you know, it's just, they just assume. Absolutely. Because you don't agree with their, our, I guess, what they agree on, you know. So, uh, you know, you know what I might do now? It's like we mentioned that my, my late partner, the Lone Ranger, John yes, Shepard. Yes, sir. He passed away uh, five years ago uh, last week. And uh, I sang a song here once. I'm going to give it, I'm going to try it again. Imagine that, uh, you know. So I do sing once in a while, you know. Go so for it, Chief. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> give it a shot. This is the tribute to my late partner, John Seppi, and I hope Clark. I hope you sing that when I pass away. This song to remember me by. I will practice. Somebody. I'll have my lemon. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is a tribute to my late partner, Detective Sergeant John Seppi, Lone Ranger. May he rest in peace. Thank you. is near and so I face the final curtain my friend I'll say it clear I'll state my case of which I'm certain I live the life that's full Traveled each and every highway and more, much more than this. I did it my way. Threats, I had a few, but then again, too few to mention. What I had to do And saw it through Without exemption I planned each charted course Each careful step Along the byway And more Much more than this in my way. Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew that I did all but I could choose. But to it all when there was doubt I ate it up and stood it out I faced it all 
and eyes to talk and direct my way. I laugh and cry. I had my fill, my share of As tears subside, I find it all oh, so amusing to think I did all that, and may I say, not in a shy way, oh no, oh no, not me, I did it For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not to say the things he truly feels, and not the words of one who kneels. I did it my way. Yes, I did it. Bless you, John. Uh, boy. So well done, sir. Uh, thank you. I think it's five years, so it's tough, you know. A little hard to sing, but it just reminds me of him. Absolutely. You guys uh, were lucky to have each other. Yeah. So many thank years. you. So hey, listen, I'm lucky to have you as a guest oh, here thank you, talking sir. about all the work, you know, you're doing it your way. Thank you, you know? sir. Thank you. Come to, come to think about it. I was a little off tune there, I think, but uh, No, no, no. You did uh, great. You did great. Okay, just uh old traumatic, but I'm also a ham, John used to say that. You know, <laughs> uh, did a good job. But we both job, had sir. to be hams, you know. And uh, cops are hams anyway. You know that. Yes, yes, right? yes, 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 yes. So, yes. Uh, what's your goal now? What you're doing? Everything you, you do, we're going to paint up. Well, you know, I, I want to continue to um, grow with uh, grow within the community. Continue to work with uh, our elected officials and uh, and our community advocates and and, and, and activists. Want to continue to work with you and your organization right. and, and your VP and and everyone yeah. else and, yeah. and just you know. Push the agenda forward, uh, like you said. We do it our way, you know, and it, you know, it's not everyone agrees with it. But guess what? We get it done. Right, you do get you do get it done. Now there's an event uh, at City Hall. Uh, there is something coming 27th up. Seventh of on August the, on the twenty seventh. That's with twenty uh, seventh. The parents of Brianna. Yeah. Uh, they 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 wanted me to once again uh, invite you and your and, and your vice president to attend. Richard Weinstein. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they they. They really appreciate you guys, and uh, they want you there uh, to stand with them as uh, they they relate to me on that day. You know, if it were not for people like you, uh, Clark Penner, it'd be a tough time. It, uh, it took them what nine, ten years to get this law passed, correct? Absolutely, it took it took a long time. It, it took, took a long time, and yeah. uh, it was a 
It was at that Seven time. Years, uh, I think. Yeah. It was at that time. Senator uh, Eric Abney was a senator at the time, right? And Felix Ortiz, uh, Assemblyman Felix Ortiz. Oh, did, uh, yeah. Speaking that quickly, we sure. a couple sure, minutes. Sure. Uh, just mention the names of all the people that we have to get credit to that are responsible for getting beyond this law passed. Oh, that was Assemblyman Felix Ortiz. Um, it was uh, Senator Hamilton. Um, once again, uh, now Borough President Eric Adams. He was Correct. a senator at the time. Um, he, the governor, governor. he signed, he signed, signed the bill. And, yeah. and uh, at that time, uh, you know, the mayor. And, and the mayor. Yes. The mayor. It was a, and then there was a lot of, you know, you always have to give credit to those staffers. You do. Because they do a lot of work uh, in the background, and, 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 and you have to give credit. So, you know, kudos to all the staffers that work for these folks. Right. You know, the only thing is that it, it took so long to get that done, you know. Yeah, and um, and we're going to be working. We're going to be working on some other stuff yeah. uh, in regards to yeah. that law. Well, Claude Penn, I'm glad that you reached out for me and Richie Ornstein, my uh, executive vice president of the New York Veteran Police Association, because, you know, we, we're committed, you know. I know that. We are I know that. I saw, I saw what you did for the junior family, uh, and yeah. you went out there, uh, you and your VP went out there and uh, and became part of the community. Yeah, but, you know, people don't realize they think we're two Long Island guys, Richie and I. Richie was also born in New York's Lower East Side. You know, you know yeah. he, he was <laughs> Alphabet City. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the projects. Uh, and <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why Assemblyman Jose uh, yes. Rivera always asked for him. Yes, <laughs> that's right. You know, so uh, we're not these two Long Island, uh, you know, wealthy gringos. You Negative. Know? Listen, you got yeah. to give, give the community has to uh, give their cops a chance. Meet them. Yes. To know who they are. And, you know, I think it's a – I'm, I'm glad you commended all those people. I'm glad to hear about Chief of Detectives. Because at one time, you couldn't even talk to a captain, if you remember, years back. Right, now right, right, right. Now they're all – I see that they're all on Twitter. They're all on, on Twitter. Twittering all these they're commanding officers of all these prisons back and forth. And, Correct. You know, and it's just a, a different – It's a different time, and yeah. it's all positive. Let's it, keep it, it positive. Thanks to you. My guest, Thank uh, you, sir. You know, a great advocate for the people of the city of New York, you know, Claude Panic. God bless you and yours. And Likewise, sir. Uh, we're going to be talking to each other and seeing each other. Look forward to it, sir. This Thank is, you for having me. Uh, my pleasure. This is a Lou Talano. Thanks for listening to Streetwise, and I'll catch you later.